0: You're tuning in. The barber shop sports car.
1: Tuning in to the 531st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, wherever you are, however you may be listening, to thank you for making me and the show part of your day with via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Air Radio, SoundCloud, Pandora, which is a podcast and a platform. You may be listening to me via to have a great podcast for you guys today. Going to have Mr. Zach on to preview everything that's going on for the NFL. Got the conference championship games, AFC, NFC, Bengals versus Chiefs. Equals versus 49ers I'm in Philadelphia right now. It is the time to be alive. Before we get to that conversation with Mr. Zach, I'm gonna give my shameless plug as always. First time I to thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also share this podcast with your friends and family, whether via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc. etc. Check on the description below. Specifically, use Spotify. Everything timestamps. You can click on the timestamp and it will send you whichever part of the podcast you most like to listen to, folks. It is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at Nitro underscore Lane. Subscribe my YouTube channel. Just type in Darren Lane. You'll find the post two five minute clips of this podcast right here as well as making good show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right? If on like the pod, then fret, not worrying folks, but just don't say anything. Because you know what your mama told you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And come next to the Brick On Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Mr. Zach on the show. Come next to the Brick On Barbershop Sports Talk. back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Mr. Zach with us. How you doing, man? Uh, hello, Daryl. I'm doing alright. How about yourself? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. So, I, I gotta talk to you about this. The Bills are knocked out. I just want your quick thoughts of the game. It was, From my standpoint, it was very disappointing. Outcoached, outclassed, beaten down, beaten up. What did you think?
0: It was like, uh, the game was like moving in slow motion. We never, the Bills never got on track. Uh, they felt, they fell behind early, and uh, the, the first, the first downs, the first down advantage, and the ball, and in the, in the ball control was just, was just dominated by Cincinnati from the opening kickoff to the opening bell to the final buzzer. Um, Our offense was pathetic. Pass protection was terrible, Um, and they moved. They basically moved the ball at will. The crowd tried to keep the team into the game, but they could never get a decent drive going. Um, It it was a very disappointing um, day. Um, Pass rush. I mean, the the pass rush wasn't there, but. Even if it was, he gets he he gets rid of the ball s- so quickly, and and the guys were guys were guys were wide open, guys were wide open. So I would say uh, it was it was on paper we had the same record, but we didn't compete. We, we didn't compete.
1: So you went to the game, right? Yes. So for me, uh, in Philadelphia, I went to a Bills bar, and you could see the energy to begin the game, and as the game started going on, you couldn't hear a pin drop. I imagine that's how it was actually in the stadium. Obviously, so much energy. Everybody's excited. Everybody's getting tickets for the AFC Championship game in Atlanta versus the Chiefs, and then the game starts. Cincinnati goes up 7-0, then a 3-0 by the Bills, then 14-0. What was the tone and the feel in the stadium as you were in there? Well, Cincinnati had a small,
0: had had a decent turnout of Cincinnati fans. Uh, It was the usual, it was the usual, it was the usual Buffalo um, energy. Um, But you know what? I heard a few boos in the background here and there. Um, Cincinnati fans were boisterous. Buffalo fans was was pre-game ready, but they when they. When they took the opening kickoff and went, took took the drive right down field on us and uh, took the ball right down field on us and, and and scored. That was like, that was like a hush over the over the crowd and uh, you know, um, the running game, the running game was they were moving the chains, first down after first down after first down, and uh, they took the energy out of the Bills. Uh, the crowd, the crowd, the energy of the crowd went down, down, down. Uh, the third down, like I said, the third down was a killer's goal. I mean, every third down he converted, and uh, you know, uh, Burrow two TD passes. Uh, he looked he looked calm and cool, like they say back there in the pocket. Most of the game, Josh Allen was running for his life. It was a lot. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of yelling. And uh, hollering in, in the audience, but you know, they, the Bills fans, have come to expect more from this team, and they got they got in the exact, exact position what they wanted: two playoff games at home, but they couldn't bring up They couldn't. They couldn't finish the
1: job. So it was a, the crowd was very disappointed. How was it leaving See, the stadium?
0: Uh... Well, I started leave- I, I, me, myself, me, myself, I started leaving, I started leaving, um, like, early in the fourth.
1: Oh, you trying <laughs> to be traffic. traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see, um, I didn't see, nothing. I didn't see a chance of coming back. But, so by the time I got to Macau, I watched it, like, I watched the last few minutes, the last few minutes, um, on the spot, on the phone and on the screen but i made i made a, I made a run for it.
1: yeah Everybody it, was headed to the car
0: and plus it was snowing like crazy
1: you think the snow hurt the bells
0: uh, they say the footing was bad uh, the word i get is the footing was bad on the field uh but i don't i don't see where I don't see where that should be. Where that should be a problem because because um, we should be prepared with all types of spikes, all types of shoes that you can convert the cleats on or whatever they do. But it was a bad day all around the board for the Bills, and, and it snowed the whole game. Yeah, I think one of the most. Sorry, dis- it's, weird for me to, it's weird for me to say it snowed the whole game and, and, and like it was a curse, but. I mean, it came down the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the after, most after, after, after so many years of of, uh, re- of disappointments, it wasn't as hard to take as for maybe for a younger fan that that's just starting to go through this thing here. I've been through it too many times before. <laughs> yeah, it was a great it was a great ride this season, but it had to come to an end. Being a, being a Bills Mafia um, follower, as
1: I am. What's the most disappointing loss you've ever experienced as a Bills fan?
0: 13 seconds. Because <laughs> I was there, I wasn't on TV. 13 second game against the Kansas City Chiefs is my most disappointing. But, off the, same way, I had learned. To accept the disappointments of our team. So I was down for a day. You know, why Wright was very. Why Wright might have. Was, was, I was in a different phase then in life. Why Wright was, was terrible. 13 seconds was the worst that we had that
1: game. Yeah, you know, I think. The most disappointing thing about the Bills game in general was the fact that Cincinnati had three backup offensive linemen in the game, and you couldn't tell. We've had put a lot of resources into the defensive line, a lot of first-round picks, a lot of second-round picks, free agents. Obviously, Von Miller, he wasn't there, but to see Joe Burrow not get pressure to really get moved off his spot was one of the most disappointing and disheartening things because that was supposed to be the strength of the team. I, you remember the first game versus the Rams where we had waves, and it seemed like we had seven, eight guys consistently rotating fresh bodies in there. And we had the best defensive line in the NFL, and it dwindled, and it dwindled, and it dwindled to the point where Cincinnati has three backup offensive linemen, and then they're running the ball, moving us off the ball, getting to the edge, consistently mixing, consistently got to the edge, and that there was no pressure. Uh, that was one of the most disappointing things for me.
0: And, you know, they, they had a stat. They had, they had a stat on t- on TV on one of the NFL uh, broadcasts, and it was, it was, they were they were they were talking about how quickly Burrow gets rid of the ball. In like three point something seconds, the ball was snapped, passed, and caught within three seconds. Um, I mean, against a zone defense, he had his way, and. Uh, it's very frustrating, but it was frustrating in the Dolphins game, and before that, it was frustrating in the Patriots game. So we we knew coming into the game that pressure was our problem. Um, the health of and uh, we, ne- we we didn't ga- we don't gamble on defense with with assortment of blitzes or stunts. So basically, and basically, you know, we didn't win the one on one matchups, and he, and and. The results are the results.
1: Do You think Leslie Frazier should be able to come back? You want Leslie Frazier to come back as the DC?
0: Um, without without with with. I mean, with our personnel and with our injuries, consecutive injuries, week after week after week, he held his own. Uh, some of his strategies got some of his strategies are kind of stale to me. Um, I don't know if he's coaching. He's coaching with looking at our personnel as far as what, we, what, where we stand at each position. You know, he kept our backups ready, but at the end of the day, he didn't make he didn't make the right adjustments two years in a row. I would never. I would never um, playing soft coverage soft coverage hurt us but maybe he's not confident in certain players that, as we think he is. Um, soft coverage and no pass rush equals equals bad equals a loss. And and, and when you're playing a high caliber top notch team we can get away with it with some, some teams but in that situation uh, that's a tough question. I, I I would talk to him and see what's his what 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 adjustments does he plan to make, or does he see any adjustments in the future, or just you know he's been a, he's been a good coach to us, but uh, maybe maybe we, he's taken us as far as he can go. Oh, uh, and that and that's the head coach also.
1: Oh, okay. So you feel the same way about Sean McDermott? Yeah.
0: He he he, he, sh- he showed too much professionalism and everything. He had so many so many things, adversities against us, and he held his composure. But we need a spark. We need some type of spark to this team. They they, they got rid of the secondary coach. You know, lame duck. I mean, he's only as good as the as people that he has on the field. He had a lot of injuries, so. As far as that question, I would say no. I, I I I I don't know if I fire him. That's a tough question. But we, we we need we need
1: we need some energy on that staff. Yeah, you know, and the Bengals were eating up that cushion all game long. I mean, first down, yeah. first down, first down. I mean, eventually you do have to switch it up. I know exactly which. Particularly Jamar Chase. Uh, it's tough because Burrow's so accurate and their receivers are so good. They get off the line so quickly. I mean. That cushion's really nothing, particularly if you don't. And the Bills weren't keeping things in front of them; they were missing tackles as well. So I mean, if you're going to give the cushion, you can't let the guy go past you, which was happening uh, more than I think Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, the Bills as a whole would have liked. Now, McDermott, you mentioned a very interesting thing. You don't know. You kind of made it seem like maybe McDermott has took in the Bills as far as he possibly can. I've heard some people I have some friends who have said the Bills should try their hand at the Sean Payton lot. I've had other friends that have said. Let's give Sean McDermott a break. This was a very tough year with the whole DeMar Hamlin thing and other situations. You know, the shooting and everything that's gone on in Buffalo and with the team, all the injuries, and that Sean McDermott has showed great leadership. So, which side do you kind of lean on? Well, you basically described the whole situation,
0: and uh, his preparation is good. But an offensive minded coach with a with with a high caliber quarterback would be a better formula. Uh he's he puts his step on defense, he puts his step on special teams. Uh and we were we were fair with that. Um but they came in as a unit. I don't I don't know if I can separate one without without adding in the other. And I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. Like he said he had he had a lot going against him. Uh, he's he's a he's the sentimental favorite, but how 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 what's going to be the difference? Because the AFC is improving rapidly, especially the AFC East.
1: In terms of Ken Dorsey, where are you on Ken Dorsey? You think he should be brought back, or you think he should be let go? Well,
0: he, this is this, is, this person First year on the job. Uh even though he's been in the background for, for a while now. Um Diggs were complain was complaining about the playbook. Diggs told Josh Allen to go ahead and do his own thing. So um there's there's um there's definitely some some disenchanted players there there. And um uh, I don't think. I mean, it was up. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, who, who, who would you rather? Who's going to stay, Diggs or Dorsey? You know, <laughs> I mean that's a no-brainer. Um, I, I wasn't. I was, I was. well, toward the end of the season, his run game, his, he mixed up runs, but it was all about the opponent. You know, we ran better against the weak opponents. We never developed a running game or consistency in the, in the, in the running game. Um, Especially when your quarterback is doing a lot of running, you know. As time goes on, we're gonna have to play safer with that. But a fresh, a fresh offensive coordinator would only come with an offensive-minded coach, and a, and I, I, don't, I don't think the Bills are gonna get rid of them—not this fast. Who they gonna replace them with?
1: Yeah, that's the tough question. I mean, every time you fire somebody, you have to get we somebody gotta, new. I mean,
0: Some other teams, they, they, he interviewed for the Panther job, but he didn't get it. Uh, someone else got it.
1: Frank Wright got it. Frank Wright, yeah. yeah. Former Buffalo Bill led the comeback.
0: Emotion, right there it's, ob- it's obviously we need improvement so it's either now or never so it's, a, it's up to them if they want to pull the plug on this situation
1: yeah I think it's always tough when you're figuring out what to do uh, I mean Ken Dorsey, I, I think Ken Dorsey's average to mediocre, I, I think statistically the Bills are just good in all these offensive categories because they have a lot of talent I think he plays the town. I think they Jim and Joe people more so than X's and O's people, which is a slight problem, and I think they can definitely upgrade the position. I think Leslie Fraser should be safe. I think Sean McDermott, of course, should be safe. Ken Dorsey, uh, I'd have no qualms if they got rid of him, and I think there needs to be significant improvement in the play calling and the game planning next year for him. I think that's something really important to look at next year. Yeah. 'Cause there was a step down from him from Brian Dayball. That's a step down in my opinion. Oh,
0: of course, of course, of course, of course. But he had time he had time to uh develop his, his skill set. And uh, a one and done is a one and done is it's hard, but it's it's, it's it could be fair, but it could be also hard. Um uh, for him to have to eat a contract like that after one year. But uh, we've we really had difficulty in the past pass protection, we really had difficulty in the screen pass game, so maybe it's time to move on instead of wasting time. Those are some hard calls and I, I'm waiting to see what happens.
1: So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then come next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to give our predictions for the NFC and AFC championship games. Coming next to the Rick on Barbershop Sports Talk. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 free bets instantly. Plus, all new ad existing customers can take a shot at an even Bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with one leg. You add up to 100%. I know, great deal, folks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Sports. I wish to have Mr. Zach with us. So let's start with the AFC Championship game. Chiefs versus Bengals. The Bengals are heading into Arrowhead, a place they've won more than a few times in the regular season this year in the conference championship game last year. Could the Bengals get it done again in Arrowhead? Um, they can. They definitely can. on the
0: situation with Mahomes um, and his leg injury, um, people slept on Bengals most of the second half of the season. But they haven't lost a game since October. Um, they only lost one game against a nine. I think they lost to Dallas. Um, they're on. A, they, Cincinnati is on the road, um, and Kansas City has injury problems at the quarterback. But you never can count him out. Uh, Kansas City's running game is picked up, and so has Cincinnati's. And um, hmm. it is basically it is basically an even game. Um, Cincinnati's proved that they can win. Cincinnati's proved that they can win on the road. Um, Kansas City's goes as far as. Mahomes can take them. Kelsey's playing at an outrageous level. Um, but uh, I'm going with the Chiefs,
1: 31-28. How concerned are you about the Mahomes uh, high ankle sprain? Obviously, they've said that he's... They said that he's normal. I mean, he's walking around without a limp and everything, which is kind of weird to me if he has a high ankle sprain because medically that wouldn't really make sense. I'm no doctor, but that just doesn't make sense to me. So how much of an emphasis on this game are you placing on uh, the ankle injury or lack thereof? Uh, A lot because
0: uh, his mobility in the pocket is a concern. And uh, they can say the ankle is fine, but really saw the ankle get chewed up against uh, uh, um, against Jacksonville they really twisted it really twisted very bad um, Bengals have beat them twice the last two times uh, I think the Chiefs are due for one but without without Hunt some of the players that they had last year the explosiveness is not there but I think the running game is better and um Fourteen and three against twelve and four. I mean, it's 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 a it's a close matchup, and uh, like I said, um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs.
1: I'm gonna go with the Bengals here. I, I'm concerned about the Mahomes injury. I think they're gassing it up a little bit. I, I don't think he's as healthy as they think he is. The Bengals have also seemed to have the Chiefs number. I know it's hard to beat a team three straight times. It should be four straight times, which that would be a clean sweep, actually, if the Bengals win. But I think the Bengals just match up well. And I think the Bengals, they're a team. I think they're road warriors. They go on the road in Buffalo and in Highmark Stadium, hand it to the Bills. Um, and I think they're going to kind of do the same thing as the Chiefs. Maybe not hand it to them quite like they did to the Bills, but I think... Uh, their front four, they do a very good job of keeping container. They, they can keep moments in the pocket. I think they can also move him off the spot pressure, maybe test that ankle a little bit. And I also think Joe Burrow, he's a very good decision maker, doesn't turn it over, can scramble and make plays when he has to. And the Bengals have an array of weapons. I think they're going to be able to kind of control this game. Uh, the question will be for me, how healthy is Mahomes and they're going to need a vintage Mahomes Chiefs are going to need a vintage Mahomes performance similarly to how they had a vintage Mahomes performance in the AFC divisional round last year versus the Bills where he needed every drop of what he had to beat the Bills I think he's going to need to have that type of performance to beat the Bengals so I'm going to go Bengals and I'll say 30 to the Chiefs 24
0: okay very
1: good breakdown. That was a very good breakdown. <laughs> I try. I try. And very then, good. Very good. Very good.
0: Very
1: good. And next we have the Eagles versus the Niners. The Niners are going to the link. Who you got in this one? Well, it's an excellent matchup. And uh with the addition of
0: McCaffrey. And this Brock Purdy quarterback they, they, they've they become an explosive uh, team with a variety of weapons and uh, but a young quarterback even with all his all his height coming off they're both young quarterbacks but he's he coming on the road into a hostile environment and um, Philadelphia has been known for Kittle moving his performance up to another level, and and um, McCaffrey also. Um, they have they. I think they have they have bad matchups for the Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles' success is going to come from from getting pressure to the quarterback. Um, Mister the Hurd has great escape escape escapability against the powerful Niners pass rush. They tackle the Niners tackle well, and they pass rush well they covered their secondary coverage as well and hmm. the eagles offense is like powerful but they haven't really faced power, a defense like uh the 49ers lately um, you know they do play in a tough division in a tough conference um but um i think i think um 49 ers are 49ers um, can become so they can they can become victims to the deep pass by um, the Eagles and um, the capability is going to give Hertz more time to find open guys. I think the receive receivers lack the receiving matchup is pretty close. Um, I like the Eagles though. I like the home team. I like the home team um, bringing in the 49ers to a hostile environment. And um, I say, um, with explosive offenses, I, 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 like, I like um twenty-seven, twenty-three Eagles.
1: I'm going to go Niners. Uh, one of the things I'm very interested to see is the Eagles offensive line, the best offensive line in the NFL, versus the Niners, who probably have the best front seven in the NFL. I'm very interested to see how that match it materializes. I think it's going to come down to that. Can they keep Jalen Hurts in third and longs? Uh, I, I will say this on paper, though. I do think the Eagles should be favored. Obviously, they're at home. The Niners don't have great corners covering down the field. So it's going to be interesting to see if the deep ball's there with Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and, of course, A.J. Brown. Uh, but the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, I think they're just in a rhythm right now. and They play good defense. I think they're going to be able to slow down that Eagles running game. Get Jalen Hurts in a couple of third and longs, obvious passing situations, and I think the Niners are going to take care of the football. And then they're going to be able to run the football. And They have a bevy of weapons, play action pass. I think the Eagles' defense is a little bit more susceptible than people think. I don't think it's, I think it's very talented and it's very good, but I don't think it's quite as elite as the, obviously you know the, like the sack numbers would show you because they have like four guys with so like ten plus sacks, which is insane. But uh, I'm going to go with the Niners, and I'll say Niners. 20 to the Eagles 17 old school smash mouth football game. Repeat that
0: score 20 to 17. Okay, okay, okay. All
1: right, well, that means
0: that means that means that means um, uh, somebody's gonna have to be some some somebody's gonna somebody's gonna have to be turning the ball over and keep the ball keep it and, and keep it and keep the score low because those are all both of offenses and, and good defense, but I also agree with you with the matchup problems that the Eagles might have for McCaffrey and Kittle. So it should be very interesting.
1: I want to leave you on the podcast, man. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, uh, man, I appreciate you uh, taking time to listen to me and, and respecting my opinions also. And, uh, to the followers, it's been a great season. We to two games to go.
1: And once again, I want to thank Mr. Zach for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I want to thank all of you for tuning in this episode. The 531st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.